Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Craft to Career Show. Today we have a business coaching call with Erin Grogan. And I am really excited about this because Erin is someone who reached out when I opened up applications to do the business coaching call. And I was really intrigued because she has done a lot to grow her business. You know, she will talk about it in the podcast, but you'll hear all the things that she's focused on. And she was sharing some frustrations that she wasn't seeing more success with her business. So I I really wanted to have her on the show as a guest so that you can hear some tips that might be applicable to you as well with your business if you're just scratching your head wondering, why? Why am I not seeing the growth? So before we jump into this episode, I did want to read a review. This review is from Cozy Color Quilts, and the title is So Encouraging. Your podcast is so encouraging. When I first heard you say there's room enough for everyone, I was doubtful, and there are still days that doubt discourages me. However, your encouraging words and cheerleading hearts speak volumes and remind me often, yes, I can do this too. This actually gives me chills because it is so normal for everyone to feel and to doubt, you know, to say, seriously, is there really room for everyone? And I'm actually preparing a future podcast that's entirely about this. But it's true. The human brain wants to just say, no, that can't be, or to get really frustrated when things aren't going well. And I think that's the perfect review for today's episode, because we are going to dive into some tangible things that Aaron and you can do to help your business really go to the next level. So with that said, let's jump in and let me introduce you to Aaron. All right, Erin, I am super excited to have you on the Craft a Career podcast, and I'm excited to have you as one of the guests that we're going to be doing a business coaching call together. And just so our listeners know, I actually sent Erin some questions ahead of time. I looked at her account, and I had some specific questions in mind, and then I kind of opened, I'm going to open it up and just ask, you know, what Erin wants to pick my brain about at the end of this. So... I'll just start off with uh, my first question for you, Aaron, which is what is your big dream for your business? If you can tell our listeners kind of what you do and what your dream is. Sure. So um, my business is called Love So Modern and I design quilt patterns. That's what I'm hoping to be uh, my main product. But I also, my business is also made up, I do sample sewing for other designers. Um, I sell physical quilts um, and I also make and sell digital classes. But what I want to be my main product is my quilt patterns. But right now, um, they're actually not my biggest revenue maker. And so when I'm talking about my business and I'm thinking about my business, I always think design, inspire, teach. Um, I want to be the go-to modern quilt pattern designer for all the other modern quilters out there, and especially like new quilters uh, getting into quilting. Um, I've had 
uh, I had someone recently um, message me on Instagram saying that I was the first modern quilt pattern designer that they had found in um, Instagram and they didn't know about it until then. And I like opened their eyes to this whole new world. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want to deliver. And I wanted to deliver that to everyone. Um, it was such an exciting message to read. It's like, yes, I'm doing what I want. I want to bring inspiration and inspire others in the uh, community. Um, and I really like Bonnie Christine. I took her course and she uses the phrase a lot, um, to create the beauty you want to see in the world. And so I want to be able to do that. Like that really resonates with me. Um, so I want to design the patterns that I hope to see. Awesome. And so the reason I asked that question first, and I love like your passion behind it, so when I went to your website, I could not help but notice it, you love to teach. Yeah. And there's like, I mean, tell me the, the, what you offer and what you teach. Uh, so right now uh, on my website, I have a digital class for quilt coat making. Uh, my background originally is in garment sewing. Um, and then I found my way into quilting. So uh, quilt coats was like a, aha because it brought together my two passions um and it was a really it was a successful class and now i'm selling the recording of it um for people who missed out um i've also in the past i've done like uh taught a lot of epp uh english paper piecing courses um and i do teach if people are local i do teach uh introduced sewing and quilting courses and garment sewing courses Okay. So, and I'm curious when you said that quilt pattern writing is not your main source of revenue income, what, what is? Um, sample sewing actually is where I make most of my revenue. Um, what do you mean? Tell me more sample sewing. So like does the other designers, bigger name designers, uh, who need multiple copies of their pattern made quilts made, um, I'll sew it up for them because I'm actually extremely fast. I can uh, turn a quilt from a stack of fabric into a full quilt top in about 24 to 48 hours. Um, and nice. I can make a full quilt for like for the physical quilts I sell in, in like 72 hours. So I'm fast, um, which it's for my time. I make the most money out of sample sewing. Okay. So one thing that... Um that's really important when it comes to finding success. So, and one thing that stood out to me in your application and why I reached out to you to have you be one of the coaching calls is because you said that you have done the things that you've heard, you know, you've improved your photography. I think photography is something you teach too, right? How to take yeah, good how pictures. To do your own, um, photography, especially for those who don't have anyone to help them. I've taught and learned a whole lot of tricks for going out and taking quilts pictures on my own in the wild because um, my husband was terrible at it and, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of making him do it over and over again I went out and I figured out a way to make gorgeous pictures by myself okay of course I do offer too so okay so when someone comes to a website of any company the ideal is to have it be super crystal clear what what it is that you offer. And so, I mean, if you think of like Geico, what is it? 15 minutes can save you $200 a month or, you know, just all those little, the most memorable 
businesses have done a great job with the marketing as far as it's very crystal clear to their customer what they're coming for. And this is especially important with a brand new business. And it's so common. And I don't know if it's an entrepreneur thing or what, but we dreamers, the ideas aren't the problem. It's like, there's too many ideas, you know, and how do we rein that in? And so my biggest thing for you would be, well, one of my biggest things for you is to narrow it down. So if you love the teaching or if, if you love making the sample quilts and maybe you don't, maybe that's just a, a means to an end, you know, I'm not sure, but, um, or if it sounds like what you really want to be your thing though, is the quilt patterns. I don't know. Tell me if I'm right there. Yes. I want, I want it to be the quilt patterns. I want that to be, okay. May, when you think of me, you think of that. So as scary as this is, and there's one other thing I'm going to suggest, which I know it's scary and it is for everyone when I tell them this, but it is for now to cut out the other things. And so on the website, don't list or even talk about the courses that you teach. Um, don't let's see, what are the other things? Well, okay. And the do is to have right when you, in fact, our listeners can't see this, but I am going to pull up your website real quick. So Aaron, what is that again? Lovesomodern.com? Yep. www.lovesomodern.com. Okay. So I've got your website here and it's beautiful photography right when you come. And if our listeners don't know either, if you don't know, but above the fold means everything you can see before you have to scroll down at all. Um, so what I'm seeing on your website, it says love. So modern, modern quilting, sorry, modern quilting, inspiration and patterns. Um, love so modern. And then the different things that you offer on your website. And then for me on my computer, what I can see before the fold is a, a little bit of your head. I am a quilter, pattern designer, maker, sharing my work to inspire, teach and spread joy to others. So my biggest, uh, invitation for you is to, on that, let's see, under where it says Love So Modern, put very specifically like modern quilt patterns. Um, right now it says modern quilting inspiration and patterns. So you want to take away inspiration, just make it super, the less the brain has to think what's, what's going on here, burns less calories, it makes the consumer happy. So Love So Modern, modern quilt patterns. And then where it says, I am a quilter, pattern designer, maker, sharing my work to inspire, teach, and spread joy to others. Again, we want to simplify that. Um, and let's see, instead of saying what you are, I am a quilter, pattern designer, maker, make it more about the customer. What are you bringing to them? So rather than sharing, I am a quilter, say bringing you whatever it might be, um, to make that appeal to, to your customer. Um, and then I would take away, well, tester application is definitely applicable because you're working on the, um, looking for testers to make your patterns. I would take away the classes and workshops and blog I would have an about me button on here so people can, and maybe you do at the bottom. Let's look here about me. So there's just a little blurb there that says about me, but take that. It's a really good opportunity, good real estate space to 
to share with people, write it in first person. And you want to share what makes you you, what what's unique, how you got into quilting. You did the garment sewing first and just let people kind of connect with you in that about me space. I see a lot of times people write in the third person or make it a little stuffy or distant, but that's a time for people to really get to know you and connect with you. And then I did want to ask about the blog. Tell me about your blog. Yes. So my blog actually, um, it's not huge. One of my goals for this year was to be more consistent with it. Um, But on it, uh, each time I released a quilt pattern, um, I wrote up about what inspired the design, my reason why behind that quilt pattern design. Um, And I use that a lot with linking with Pinterest. And then um, there's probably three other blogs that are just quilting related. Um, One is about the pattern testing process. Um, Another was about like my goals, why I was starting Love So Modern. So. Okay. Awesome. I love that. And I love that. Well, looking at your website, I think there's a lot of great content and listening to what you're saying. There is a lot of content that you can share on your blog, um, like quilt photography. And let me just pull up if I click on my blog. Okay, how many quilts is too many? And then talking about your past patterns. The ideal, I mean, I I mean, ideally, it's great to put out a new blog post once a week, but let's be honest, that's very overwhelming to anyone, you know, especially when you're at the beginning and you're just like, well, what content do I have to share? And and why? Why am I putting this out, you know? So, first of all, you right now you want to be building a relationship with your followers. You want people to get to know you, to trust you, and to know that you're offering them something of value. A lot of times business owners will only reach out to people when they're selling something and say, okay, guess what? Now it's time to buy, buy, buy. Silence. Buy from me. And think of it as like, if I like to think of it as a marriage, if you're going to marry someone, if someone just came up to you, marry me, you'd be like, what the crazy? No, (laughs) even if they're attractive, even if, you know, all of these things. Um, and so you want to date your, your customers. You want them to go on dates with you and get to know you and you get progressively more and more serious. Um, And so on your blog posts, you can offer little tips. You have a plethora of tips and knowledge. You know, you've got these classes and things. So, and it's not, I mean, there's a fine line between giving out everything for free and sharing little nuggets of goodness that let people know that you know what you're talking about, that you can help them, that you have something of value. And then they'll say, I actually really like what she's offering here. I trust her. I think her patterns are going to be good because I can see that she's offering quality content. With that in mind, um, I think that you could definitely use your blog to to build a relationship with your customers and to grow your customers, you know, as they start seeing what you're sharing, as you collaborate with people, do guest blog posts, invite people to be on on your blog. um, That can really help bring more attention and eyes to you as a person and individual as well. Okay. I also wanted to chat with you about your email list. So tell me about your email list. So, um, a while ago, 
probably when I was taking Bonnie Christine's course and she, you know, expresses the need for an email list. I was like, okay, fine. I'll make an email list. And I did. And I really campaigned about it um, when releasing my first quilt pattern. And I have it still as like, it's on my front page of my website, probably too far down than it should be. And it's um, on my Instagram um, link tree. But then I kind of, I, I didn't keep encouraging and uh, promoting it. Um, I, I thought a lot about myself as a consumer and how I use emails. And for myself, I don't go and look and fish through my email. I, I see someone who I follow on Instagram say, hey, I'm sending this email out. And then I go in my email and I type in their name. So I don't have, like, it just pops right up. Um, but so I think as a consumer, like, this isn't really useful. But every single person in the business is like, no, you need this. So I know I need to work on it. Um, and I've been trying to think of, different opt-ins I could do to make it worth someone's time to go and sign up for my email list. Um, but I'm also, I have not been consistent at sending emails either. So I'm not building a relationship through that medium. Right. So my, I mean, as far as timing goes, when people are at the very beginning, it seems like there's a million things to do, right? Like get an email list and at the same time, send out a weekly email and a blog and, 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 you know, it's like, oh, okay, wow, that's a bit much. And it is like, if you were to honestly go back and look at everyone at the beginning, they're not doing it all. You know, you pick up one thing at a time. And I did not start an email list right at the beginning. Um, and that's played out just fine. So as much as everyone's like, if I could go back, I would do that very first thing. I can see why. And I'll touch on the email list. The numbers don't lie. So I, I'm not a huge numbers person. A lot of like entrepreneurs love to look at the numbers. I'm not. But I do look sometimes at how many of my followers are seeing, if you have a business Instagram account, you can see how many people have viewed a post or a story or a reel or whatever it is. And with an email, you can also, depending on what provider you use, you can see how many people open an email. So on Instagram, I want to say it's, I don't even know the percentage. It's low. Like uh, I have about equal email list and Instagram followers. And the number of people that open my email list, it's about 30%. And Instagram, I don't know the percentage, but it's, it's, I'm going to say probably 13%. Um, yeah. I so, want to say that uh, on, I want to say Jenna Kutcher said that if you're getting to 10% views, it's a good post. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she's one of the biggest advocates of email. And like I said, it, it's so crazy. If I have a new pattern or if I have a sale, I'll post it on Instagram. And I've done this repeatedly just to test it. I'll post it on Instagram and wait and then post it in email. Boom, 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 boom. The sales come in. So it, and even me individually, I'm like, I, most of that stuff goes to my spam folder. I don't really read it, but some people are. So, I mean, it just is working better than social media is. And so, and 
if it were just me, if it were a one-off thing, I'd be like, oh, that's odd. But it is every single person in the industry. That's how it is. And so, so yeah, there is a lot of value in having an email list. With that said, start to, um, and I'll chat with you in just a minute about the opt-in that you have, but just start to collect those emails. And if they sit there for a year and you don't send them an email, who cares? At least you have that email address, you know? So just start collecting. And then when you're ready to start having a blog post, and even if it's once every two months or it's just hit or miss, that's okay. You can just send out an email when you've got something ready. And as you progress and grow as a business owner, your capabilities grow as well. And that consistency, you grow into that, you figure it out, you, you know, um, it's like a toddler learning to walk and it's like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm on my feet now. I got it. You know? So, um, so I would say just try your best to build the email list and, one thing about the email list, I'm looking on your, your webpage. It says, join my mailing list. Um, enter your email, join my email list. So uh, not a lot of people, unless they're your family or friends, want to join your email list. And so that is why if you pull up any website, it'll say, save 25% in our store. Sign up here. Or they give you something, they're giving you something in exchange for that email address. Um, because no one really out of the goodness of their heart is going to be like, sure, yeah, hit me up with your emails, you know, but if you're going to offer them something of value, then they want it. So even if it's a discount, if it's a free PDF cheat sheet, whatever it might be, I think starting with a discount is probably the easiest because you don't have to create anything except a discount code. Um but then, you know, you want to offer them something in exchange for that email address. And something else I was, I've been thinking about lately, I'm always wondering about how to target that demographic that doesn't use social media. Because I feel like there's a large percentage of us, especially in the quilting community, that still are not using social media. And email is probably the easiest way to reach them. So it's coming up with that opt-in that's going to reach the person who doesn't use social media. Yes. Well, and I mean, technically Pinterest isn't social media. It's a search engine. So depending if you count that or not, but, um, I, you know, Pinterest is a great way to find, cause there are a lot of quilters who go to search for whatever, you know, a free pattern. So if you have a, a great free pattern with a beautiful picture on Pinterest, that can really help grow your email list. So that's one idea. Um, and then one other thing that I had asked you about, which I felt like was jumping the gun and sharing an insight of something I was already thinking about is my question was when thinking of making quilts, how many quilts that you make and share are yours versus other <laughs> designers and no one can see what you're covering your eyes like, Oh no. So tell me, tell me your answer to that. Oh, very terribly bad. So I, I would say if I had to guess, um, probably 80, 20 with 20% being my own, um, I love, I just, I, I make quilts so fast that I can't, I can't just make my, my own three patterns over and over again. And I am in love with so many other designers work. And I'm also, I also love pattern testing. I'm one of the people who do that for fun. Um, so I've had to really force myself to cut back on that. And 
I think my biggest struggle when I decided that I wanted to be a quilt pattern designer, um, I, I discussed it with a lot of friends. I was like, I'm going to have to give up sewing other people's work. Like, if I'm going to be really serious, I have to give it up. And a lot of people are like, no, you, you, you'll still be able to fit it in. But when you look at those who are successful, they're not like uh, then came June was just post been posting this past week. That is the first time in years that she's sewing a pattern that's not her own. And so I know it's the leap I need to take. Oh, but it's the hardest thing for me to let go of. I know. I know it. And it's so funny because every student I talk to, I'm getting more confident telling people like, well, if you want to go to the next level, you've got to do it because it's true. But there's always something. There's always something that someone holds on to and they love it. And there's great reason to not give that, you know, to, to hold on to it. But there it just is what you want more. You know, if you love that, the the beauty of creating other people's work and all of that more than you like selling your patterns then keep that. If you want to sell your patterns more than you want to make other people's things, then stop doing that. And here's the thing too. Um, I actually think it's important every once in a while to use someone else's pattern and make something that's not yours. It's going to stretch you. It's going to help you think outside the box, learn some new skills, and even just reading someone else's pattern. It's really good to do that, you know? Um, however, when people like in your response, I noticed this too, you said, um, I also find I gain the most new followers from pattern testing, bigger name designers, but how do I convert followers into sales? Because right now your followers are coming to see other people's work. And so they're, Sure, you're getting some new followers, but they're not there for you. They're there for whoever you're testing for. And so it's a it's a false sense of security of like, oh, yay, I got more followers. I would honestly rather have 50 followers who are there for me, who love my stuff, who are dedicated followers, than 500,000 followers who don't really care and are just there for pretty pictures. Uh -uh. I would I want I want the people who are there for what I have. And so I don't really think you're going to lose followers by stopping to post. I mean, you've got quilters, you're in the genre. It's not like you're going from cookies to planting trees or I don't know what I'm trying to think of something totally unrelated, but, um, but to make that pivot to no, I'm here and I am a designer and I'm making my things. And when you come here, that's what you're going to find, you know? So it's very, very clear when people go to your account that, Oh, she designs. These are really unique. These are hers. It's not someone else's. And you know, that, that way your followers, that's how you convert followers to sales. And also, I mean, there's a lot more than, than just, than just that, but building that relationship, showing up, letting people get to know you, whether it's through an email or a story on Instagram or a post and being a little open and vulnerable, but letting people really get to know you and see your process. And the way that you have been a tester for others, if there are people out there who want to make your things, whether you pay them, whether however that works out, but to get more eyes seeing your work, but besides just you, you know, have, have different testers, have different people, even if you, I mean, in the past, there's someone whose work I'll love and it's not during a launch or anything. I've already released a pattern, but I'll just reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to send you this. If you want to make it, if you feel like this would be something that fits your look, and then I'll just send them a free pattern. Cause I love their work and I want them to make it. And then 
when they take a picture, I, I reshare it, you know, just cause I want, I want that exposure and I want that, um, collaboration. So I think reaching out to people and collaborating, making sure that what you post is your work. And it's so scary to do that. But if I think we've covered that, that it'll really help get people coming to you who are there for you, you know? Yeah. Gotta adapt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's see, were there any other questions that you had that you wanted to, oh, Etsy, let's chat about that. Yes. So my sales are currently hosted through Etsy, um, but looking through the Etsy numbers, all of my traffic comes um, from me directly, people going through like my Instagram uh, and my website. So it, it feels like I'm just giving away money to Etsy. So do you pay Etsy to list? I actually don't sell anything on Etsy. Yeah. So you have to pay 20 cents uh, every time you list a product. And that means every sale of that product. So even though it's just one item, every time it sells, it's 20 cents. Um, and then they also take a percentage cut, which I want to say is 12%. So by the end, uh, you, you lose a good chunk of money. Okay. And other than the fact that they're, they're helping with the credit card processing fees, um, there's really. Yeah, that's, yeah. I actually would be done with Etsy then. It sounds like you're not happy with it. It's not bringing in sales. I know for some people, Etsy will like promote their stuff. And I don't, it's probably a whole algorithm that I don't know a ton about, but it sounds like that's not benefiting you. And so if you just, what is your platform that your website's on? WordPress. Okay. So, I mean, I have my website on WordPress and then my patterns are listed in Shopify. I know you can do actually, what is it? Um, WooCommerce where it's right through WordPress as well. Um, so it just depends which one you want to do, but I think that would be a good move for you. I don't know that that's going to like increase your sales or anything, but it might just be a little bit more in your pocket with each sale, you know? Yeah. Oh, another thing I was wondering about. So, um, Sew-alongs or quilt-alongs are often looked at as a good way to increase um, sales and advertisement and get, get your name out there. Um, I've always shied away from doing them because I feel like I'm not going to be benefiting the sponsors. Like I want it to be an equal partnership if I get sponsors and because I'm not getting enough sales to even cover my cost of how much it takes to put out a pattern. I don't know. I don't want to pull someone down that hole with me. <laughs> right. Well, and here's my experience with quilt alongs. So I've done some that have been greatly successful. And then another one where the sales of my pattern were, were just not great. I was ecstatic. I thought the pattern was going to be so popular and it wasn't. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a quilt along and that'll help sales. It did not. And it was painful. And the whole time I was like, I will never do another quilt along again in my life. So long as I live. And so the idea of having a quilt along to boost sales in my experience does not work. If there is a pattern that is selling well, and then you do a quilt along, it just bumps it to the next level. But I have not seen the reverse work where like, this isn't doing so well. Let's do a quilt along to help it. I, it, that, it just doesn't really work that way. But also with that said, I mean, with your pattern releases, 
have you had success? Is there an audience? Do you have, had, no matter what size it is, do you have a following of people who are liking what you're dishing, you know? Uh, yes, uh, people are buying. Um, I'm happy to say that most of the sales are not from anyone I know, which I mean, it sounds, it sounds <laughs> um, so silly. So right now, I, as I said, I list with Etsy. And every time you make a sale in Etsy, it, your my phone plays like this fun little song. Um, and I get so excited when I hear that noise. Like on pattern release day, I, I make sure my phone volume is on because I usually have it on silent. And the volume is at max volume just so I can enjoy those little moments throughout the day. Um, and it also, it shows um, the the person buying its name or at least their Etsy name. Um, and it gets, it's just even more exciting when it's like, I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Only because I can relate, you know, where you're like, oh, sweet. The cha-ching of a sale. Yeah. So one of the, the like biggest tips that I have for, and I had asked you this in the questions too, uh, for success is to have a very specific niche look brand. Like you want people to be able from a mile away, look at your patterns and say, oh yeah, that's Aaron's. So, yeah, I can tell. I mean, think of any, let's go with the big ones, Rifle Paper Company. You look at anything Rifle Paper Company, you're like, oh yeah, boom, that is it. And um, when I first started, like a big person in my quilting world was Bonnie and Camille. And I remember my husband asking, if you were to see a Thimble Blossoms pattern made without their fabric, would you still know it was her pattern? And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, actually, I think I would. And there's a few patterns like Susie Quilts. You know, the people who are uber successful, they have a look. They have narrowed that down. They are not just creating a pattern because they can create a pattern. They're intentional about it. They're, they've really, whether it's, they've thought about it or not, or it's just a subconscious thing that they've done. They've done it. You know, they have been really clear about their brand. And so that's my big invitation. It's not so easy to do. Sometimes it takes time and thinking mood boards, planning that out. And sometimes it takes making some patterns and realizing, okay, I don't know that I loved that one. Let's try again. And and that is not a failure. That is growth and that is success. And any pattern that you release that doesn't do well, that is, I, I am so sick of learning. <laughs> I'm so sick of the lessons. I'm like, do I need another lesson? I don't want any more lessons, but they really are invaluable. You know, like when something doesn't go well, instead of like, well, it's oversaturated, it's blah, 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 whatever it might be. No, switch the mindset and say, okay, something didn't work here. Let me step back and take a look. Why didn't this work well? I let's okay, it might have been this. Let me try again, you know? And I've just um now I feel like I'm on a little bit of a soapbox, but I've seen one too many people lately saying there's just not enough room, there's too many quilt pattern designers, and I'm just not buying it. I just um how sad if someone were to say like, there's too many TV shows, it's oversaturated. We're always looking for a new TV show. We always want the next best thing. We want more people to come into this quilting world. We want to bring new fresh eyes. We want to bring someone in who might not have tried it before because they love your design and your look. So I don't follow, don't listen. That will really hurt your game. You know, if you start believing that like, 
no, they're right. I am like everybody else. And there's, you know, that there is room. And if you can really like tune out the noise and focus on your art and your craft and get down and dirty and what your look is and what you love, what you're passionate about, no, there's room for that in the world. Anyone who's passionate and loves something and is driven there's room for that. You know, we want that. So I believe that to my core. So I'm just here to cheerlead, you know, tell you like you, you are passionate and you have been for years. Like you've been a fun one. You've been in a membership. You have, you know, you've done some really cool stuff. And I just, I'm here to cheer you on and say, stick with it. And hopefully some of the things I shared today will help you kind of bring that to the next level. Thank you. It's it's been encouraging. You've always been encouraging for me, um, and helped me uh, get through it. Actually, um, stumbling upon stumbling upon the membership, you asked me um, at one point to do something about English paper piecing for the membership, mm-hmm. and that invitation came at the best time for me in my life. It was during a time where my full, my career at the time was killing my soul. Um, and I wanted to quit. My husband gave me the green light to quit, but I felt like I couldn't quit. And then you asked me to do that. And I was like, well, she th- thinks I'm serious. She believes in me. And I quit like during that exact same time that we were having that conversation. And I just remember uh, after talking to you, dancing in the hallway at work, went to my husband because we both worked there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it now. And I did that week. I quit my job. And I, uh, just your positive um, encouragement and your vision of seeing me being able to do this gave me the confidence in myself that I can do it. So, and then your podcast has been great for me too. It's it's been inspiring, keeping me moving and motivating. So. I feel like you've been on this journey with me for a while now. Well, and I have goosebumps. <laughs> like I actually did not know that story about no. the, I, that. That just was, makes me so happy. It was all. I, it was perfect timing. It really was exactly what I needed at the time. Things just have a way of working out, you know, the, and the way that they're supposed to, and when they're supposed to. Call me, <laughs> call me crazy for thinking that, but I, I'm a believer in that. So Aaron, this was awesome. Keep in touch. Let me know how things are going. And thank you so much for opening up, you know, coming on this podcast, letting me share insights and tips and being, it's a scary, vulnerable thing to do that. So thank you for, for doing that. Thank you so much for having me. I yeah, you bet. to try to implement a few new things. Awesome. Thank you, Erin, so much for being on the show, for being willing to be vulnerable, put yourself out there, have your business under a microscope for everyone to listen to. It really does take a lot of courage to do that. And with that in mind, I have something really exciting I'm going to be sharing next week on the podcast. If a business coaching call is something you're interested in, be sure to check in next week on the Craft to Career podcast because I've got something for you. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. Be sure to rate the show and leave a review. If you leave your Instagram name, I'll be sure to mention you so people can go and take a look at your account. Thanks so much for being a part of the Craft to Career show. I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.